0: This week I hosted a Chicago History Podcast trivia night at G-Man Tavern in Wrigleyville. Not only was G-Man kind enough to allow us to use their back room, but their staff was also amazing and even played along when they weren't busy. Special thanks to G-Man's Jill Hopkins, Catherine with a C, Evan and Colin for making things wonderful. I saw many regular podcast fans in the audience, including longtime listener Dennis, who won the first trivia night nearly single-handedly back in August, and there were a few newcomers, including a team calling themselves Did You Go to Vegas Without Me?, and a couple that took the L from Bridgeport No Small Feet. I put together some highlights from the evening for you to enjoy taking out the gaps where I was fumbling, so let's get to it. I'm Tommy Henry, and this is the Chicago History Podcast. I almost forgot, at these events, all of these questions are read by me and shown on screens throughout the venue. So if you're thinking, he reads these so fast, I usually go through them twice and there's a visual component and pauses in between. First round was multiple choice, much like I did for the crowd. I'll go through all the questions and then give the answers. Ready? First question is the only holiday question that I'm going to give you. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was introduced by what Chicago retailer in 1939? Was it A, Montgomery Ward, B, Sears Roebuck & Company, C, Service Merchandise, or D, J.C. Penney? Which of the following U.S. presidents did not call Illinois home? Was it A, Barack Obama, B, Gerald Ford, C, Ronald Reagan, or D, Ulysses S. Grant? Number three, both John and Jim Belushi attended the same college. What college was it? Was it A, Columbia College, B, College of DuPage, C, Second City College, or D, Billy Goat University? All right, question number four. Of the following, which was not present at the 1893 World's Fair in Chicago? Was it A, Pabst Blue Ribbon Beer, B, the first Ferris wheel, C, Cracker Jack, candy, popcorn, or D, deep dish pizza? Question number five. How many Chicago buildings stand 1,000 feet or taller is it A, 6, B, 7, C, 8, or D, 10? Number six, how many lines does the Chicago L have? How many of you took the L here tonight? Anyone? You? You too? From Bridgeport. Nice. All right, we're going to move on to question number seven. In roughly which decade did Jean-Baptiste Pointe du Sable become Chicago's first permanent settler? Was it A, 1690, B, 1740, C, 1790, or D, 1930? Moving on to question number eight. Which of the following is not a street in Chicago? Is it A, George Street, B, Givens Court, C, Gladys Avenue, or D, Grub Street? All right, moving on to question number nine. When did the city first dye the Chicago River Green to celebrate St. Patrick's Day? Was it A, 1926, B, 1936, C, 1962, or D, 1973? Question number 10. What is the state bird of Illinois? Sure, it's not Chicago-specific, but I thought I'd give you guys an easy one if you know anything about Illinois. Is it the cardinal? Is it the robin? Is it the blackbird? Or, as I like to think of it, the pigeon? And now the answers to those questions. All right, how confident are all of you feeling in your answers? Some of you did really well. Some of you surprised me with how well you did. So that's good. All right, first question was, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer introduced, was introduced by what Chicago retailer in 1939? The answer is Montgomery Ward. Question number two, which of the following U.S. presidents did not call Illinois home? That was Jerry Ford. He was born in Omaha, Nebraska, and moved to Grand Rapids and, uh, yeah, played football, did that whole thing. Both John and Jim Belushi attended the same college. What college was it? It was College of DuPage. Very nice. They uh, lived in Wheaton, so, you know, UCLA, university closest to the Lombard area. That's where you go if you live in Wheaton. I'm amazed that people still laugh at that joke. Of the following, which was not present at the 1893 World's Fair in Chicago, that's deep dish pizza, which came along in... 1943, some debate, but Pizzeria Uno is where that happened. Number five, how many Chicago buildings stand 1,000 feet or taller? Anyone know? There were a lot of guesses, but it is six. Willis Tower, the tower at 401 North Wabash. I don't know what it's called. St. Regis, Chicago, and Center, 875 North Michigan Avenue. That's the former John Hancock Center and the Franklin Center. Number six, how many lines does the Chicago L have? I was shocked that a lot of you didn't get this right. It is eight. Red, orange, pink, yellow, green, blue, brown, and purple. No one thinks of the Skokie Swift. Number seven, in roughly which decade did Jean-Baptiste Pointe du Sable become Chicago's first permanent settler? That was in 1790. I found a nice color picture of him. Hopefully you can see it. My giant head is not in the way. Number eight, which of the following is not a street in Chicago? I thought I made this so super easy. It's Grub Street. Grub Street is like a dining thing or something. I don't even know what it is. Whatever it is, it's not a street in Chicago. Number 10, when did the city first die, the Chicago River Green, to celebrate St. Patrick's Day? That was 1962. 1962. And what is the state bird of Illinois? It's a cardinal. I know, everyone thinks St. Louis when they think of cardinals. It is not. It is not. It is not. All right, next one up, we're going to do an entertainment round. All of these have to do with various Chicago productions, whether they uh, be movies or TV shows or plays or what have you. So if all of you are ready, let's get it Going. Number one, Liam Neeson and Patrick Swayze starred in what 1989 film shot in Chicago? I'll go one step further. Ben Stiller played a mob boss's annoying son. Anyone? Okay. All right, question number two. The character Roxy Hart appears in what famous musical? Roxy Hart. Appears in what famous musical? What late 80s action star had a restaurant that was open for a whopping three months here in the early 90s? Major movie action star, late 80s, had a restaurant here in Chicago. Don't say it out loud if you know it. Late 80s or late? (laughs) No, he wasn't in his late 80s. Sorry. I'm going to correct that and put late 1980s. Oh, no, no. He is still alive. He is still very much alive and keeps showing up in the news for the wrong reasons. I've given you so much information here. All right. Moving on to number four. This is a great one because of the hair. I want all of you to notice the screen behind me. Quick interruption as I do, I will have all these images on the Chicago History Podcast social media pages over the next week for you to appreciate wherever you are. Comedian actor Richard Lewis and Jamie Lee Curtis starred in What Sitcom, set at a fictional Chicago magazine. Lots of good hair here. Lots of good hair. Jamie Lee Curtis. And Richard Lewis sitcom. Went for four years. Here's the crazy thing. The pilot had a viewership of 33 million people, which is huge when it comes to TV. Number five. David Mamet's play Sexual Perversity in Chicago was turned into what movie? It's actually been made into a movie twice, once in the 80s and once in the 2010s. Number six in the show, Early Edition, Gary Hobson receives what Chicago newspaper the day before it is published? Cat brought the paper, dropped it at the door, and he had to run around Chicago fixing things before they happened. Number seven, in 2012, Brian Dennehy and Nathan Lane starred in what? Nearly five hour long Eugene O'Neill play at the Goodman Theater. Nearly five hours long. It was four hours 45 minutes and had three intermissions. All right, number eight, Mel Gibson, Helen Hunt, and Marissa Tomei starred in what? 2000 film shot in Chicago. I'm going to give you an extra point if you know the name of the director. Question number nine. Emmett, Brandon, Ronnie, and Kevin are characters from what Lena Waithe created Showtime drama set on the city's south side? That was a lot. Lena Waithe created Showtime drama starring characters called Emmett, Brandon, Ronnie, and Kevin set on the city's south side. All right, moving on. Robin Williams and Sarah Michelle Gellar played father and daughter in what 2013-2014 sitcom set in Chicago? And now the answers to those questions. The first question was, Liam Neeson and Patrick Swayze starred in what 1989 film shot in Chicago? It's called Next of Kin. No, didn't see it? Warner Brothers? Not a hit. Not a hit. Next of Kin. Mm Mm-hmm. Number two, the character Roxy Hart appears in what famous musical? It's Chicago. Number three, what late what late 1980s action star, still living, had a restaurant that was open for a whopping two months here in the early 90s? It was Steven Seagal. It was called Steven Seagal's Restaurant. I kid you not. He had... He had posters of his movies on the wall, and he had two ice sculptures of his head with a ponytail. It was not successful at all. Imagine that, Steven Seagal. I love that. Somebody asked me what I have coming up this season. One is going to be a short-lived Chicago where I make fun of all the stuff that flamed out very quickly. Mean-spirited, right? See, Catherine, now Catherine's like, ooh, maybe I'll listen. He's not as boring as I thought he was. That's okay. I get that a lot. All right, Richard Lewis and Jamie Lee Curtis starred in a show called Anything But Love. David Mamet's play, Sexual Perversity in Chicago, was turned into what movie? Anyone? About Last Night. 1986 and in 2014. To be fair, the Kevin Hart version was actually based on the movie and not on the play. It's a whole thing. But anyway, About Last Night. There you go. In the show early edition, Gary Hobson receives what Chicago newspaper? Sun-Times. Oh, good enthusiasm. Yeah, Sun-Times. He's always carrying around a Sun-Times. I think because it was easier to fold than a uh, Tribune. And he spent a lot of time at the the old Sun-Times building, which always makes me a little little sad. In 2012, Brian Dennehy and Nathan Lane starred in what nearly five-hour-long Eugene O'Neill play? The Iceman Cometh. Number eight: Mel Gibson, Helen Hunt, and Marissa Tomei starred in what two thousand film shot in Chicago? What Women Want, directed by Nancy Myers. So there's two points there: What Women Want and Nancy Myers. Emmett Brandon and Ron, Emmett Brandon, Ronnie and Kevin are characters from the show The Shy. And I wanted to go from this artwork to uh, Robin Williams and Sarah Michelle Geller, who are both translucent, playing father and daughter in the sitcom G- The Crazy Ones, which uh, was not successful, barely eked out a, uh, a whole season and was canceled. So there you go. All right, question number one, Chicago places. Walt Disney was born in what Chicago neighborhood? All right, since I'm being greedy with a lot of curious uh, faces, I'll uh, give you a hint. It begins with an H. But not the one you're thinking of. Which Chicago building has the busts of eight leaders of industry outside of it? Is it the Board of Trade? Is it the old post office? Is it the merchandise mart? Or is it Tribune Tower? Eight leaders of industry Bus on top of giant posts. You can't miss it if you've ever walked by it. Board of Trade, Old Post Office, Merchandise Mart, or the Tribune Tower. All right, question number three. Before it was known as the goth target, what department store was based at State and Madison for more than 100 years? Number four, for which architectural style is Frank Lloyd Wright known? Is it A, Prairie, B, Beaux-Arts, C, Art Deco, or D, Georgian? Chicago has the only public sculpture ever created by which 20th century artist? Is it A, Marc Chagall, B, Jean Miro, C, Pablo Picasso, or D, Alexander Calder? Number six, what was Soldier Field called during its first 13 months in operation? Here's the thing. It's kind of a long name. If you get one word right, I'm going to give you credit. All right, moving on to question number seven, what is set to be removed from the Lincoln Park Zoo in 2023? It's been all over the news. Question number 8 Chicago's infamous Viagra Triangle is bounded by State, Rush and what roadway? Uh, the street that I'm looking for goes east and west. Question number 9 before it was named Michigan Avenue, what was the street called? Question number 10 Which Chicago museum's building was built for the World's Columbian Exposition in 1893? This, by the way, is still in use today. It is still a museum, and it was built for the World's Columbian Exposition in 1893. So picture really old museums, and you're probably going to be close. Number one, Walt Disney was born in what Chicago neighborhood? Anyone? I I did say H, and I figured all of you were going to go with Humboldt, but it is Hermosa. Tripp and Palmer, there's a picture of the house. You can go visit his childhood house. He was here until he was four, and then they moved to Missouri. So screw that guy. Number two, which Chicago building has the bust of eight leaders of industry outside of it? It's the merchandise mart. Industry should have tipped you off a little bit. Number three, before it was known as the goth target witch. (laughs) It is Carson Peary Scott. It was there for 100 years. For which architectural style is Frank Lloyd Wright known? Prairie. Number five, Chicago has the only public sculpture ever created by which 20th century artist? It is Pablo Picasso. He was actually here to uh, dedicate it. Number six, what? Was Soldier Field called during its first 13 months in operation? Municipal Grant Park Stadium. If you got any of those words, you know what? If you got stadium, you get a point. What is set to be removed from the Lincoln Park Zoo in 2023? It is a tree. It's a bur oak tree, one that predates Chicago's founding in 1837. It's likely between 250 and 300 years old. But it uh, died. It only lasts so long, so they're going to pull it out. Go visit it while you can. They're not going to take it out till spring. Number eight, Chicago's infamous Viagra Triangle is about it. Do you all know what Viagra Triangle is? You guys are all familiar with this? Well-heeled older men, younger women, looking for sugar daddies. I, from what I've read. Uh, it's bounded by St. Rush and what roadway? I didn't say street because it is Chicago Avenue. Before it was named Michigan Avenue, what was that street called? It was called Pine Street. And number 10, which Chicago Museum's building was built for the World Columbian Exposition in 1893? Now here's how this works. Unless it was moved, it had to be somewhere in Jackson Park. It's the Museum of Science and Industry. It's been there since 1893. Next up was the picture round, where teams had to look at 10 pictures and determine the person, place, or event shown. Again, check out the Chicago History Podcast Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages for those photos. The final round was a music round, where as I was editing this, I thought, well, I can't play those snippets lest I anger the music publishing gods. But for you, dear listener, I'm going to risk it. Nah nah Ah. all right this morning Yell it out if you know the answer It is Chance the Rapper This is Cocoa Butter Kisses Vegas Girls know One point for Chance the Rapper One point for Cocoa Butter Kisses Alright Did anyone get that one right? Urge Overkill, Sister Havana You could not be in the Wicker Park area in the 90s without seeing those guys Alright, next one up is Who got this one? Minnie Ripperton Loving You I could listen to this song all day, I gotta tell you, I can also listen to this oh, one all day too. Oh yeah. Anyone? Oh yeah. It is Muddy Waters, the song is called everything, Manish Boy. What Did you, did you say boyish man? All right this I don't know where your head's at, but Manish oh, yeah. Boy Muddy Waters. the band, Zach. It's OK, go. Here we go again. They did the, uh, the treadmills in the video. They had the thing. The world is a vampire. Everyone should have gotten this. Billy Cargan, Smashing Pumpkins. See the song the is called Bullets with Butterfly Wings. This is Rufus and Shaka Khan, Ain't Nobody. If you went to uh, Shaka Khan, that would work. Head, and it is Ain't That's Nobody. The so I oh, mama, I can what's hear the name you of the band? What's the name of the song? Of it is Renegade by Styx. Which apparently is big on the TikTok. That would explain why it's had so many downloads. Or listens? I don't know. This is Curtis Mayfield. Move on up. Curtis Mayfield. Move on up. It is called Rocket by Herbie Hancock. R O C K I T, all one word. It's okay if you made it two words. That would be fine as well. After everything was tallied, a two person team of regular listeners to the podcast, going by the name Prairie School with a K, came in first, followed by Did You Go to Vegas Without Me? There you have it, some highlights from the Chicago History Podcast Trivia Night at G-Man Tavern. If you were thinking, oh, I would have been so amazing at this, I'm sure there will be future History Trivia Night events, maybe at a bar near you. If you're a bar owner or promoter and want to bring in some new faces for a History Trivia Night, hit me up. I'm at chicagohistorypod at gmail.com. That shiny promotional art you see on the CHP pages is courtesy of the one, the only, John K. Schneider. Thank you, John. If you need creative art for your projects, send him an email at angeleyesartjks at gmail.com. Please make one of your New Year's resolutions that you will get out and explore whatever city you live in and have a safe and prosperous New Year. Thanks for listening.